TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. All right, another awesome week in the Valley, and I'm grateful that you've chosen to join us for this interview, to join us in another conversation with a community leader, and today we're talking inclusivity for all, especially in the world of sports and fitness. Ability360 has 40 years of tradition, empowering people with all kinds of disabilities and encouraging an independent lifestyle. So with me today is Chris Rodriguez, Ability360's president and CEO. Good morning. Good morning, Jordan. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk a little bit about this incredible organization. So first, tell me about you, though. We got to back up a little bit because you have a fascinating history in the advocacy space. How did that passion kind of come to be? I got involved in the disability space as the result of being the younger brother to my brother. His name is TJ, who is an individual with fairly significant intellectual and developmental disabilities. So growing up alongside him, I, you know, I was had a unique vantage point to witness some of the unfortunate barriers and challenges that are associated with raising a child with disabilities. Um, so I just thought, you know, I was always kind of fascinated with policy and law and obviously uh, some of the struggles that my parents went through, I thought it might be interesting or neat uh, to, um, you know, form a professional life around it. And I, I went off to study political science and disability studies at UC Berkeley, and I kind of kicked off my career. I've had the great privilege of working for several really incredible uh, disability-related nonprofits all over the country. And uh, as of two years ago, I find myself here in Phoenix getting to uh, contribute as best I can to Ability360. You put policy and neat in the same sentence, and (laughs) that's so far removed from me. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. (laughs) Hey, that's okay. We're all nerdy in our own way, right? That's right. (laughs) So, So from there to now running the state's largest center for independent living, Tell me about some of those programs and key focus areas of Ability360. Yeah, so as you mentioned, Ability360 has been around for over 40 years in the Valley, providing a wide and diverse group of supports and services to people with disabilities. 
with the purpose of making sure that people with disabilities have every opportunity to exercise maximum independence in the community as opposed to more congregate type settings like group homes and nursing homes and things like that. So, and we do that in a variety of different ways. In fact, we have probably over about 125 different programs and services here at Ability360. Um, we have a home care program, which uh, we have uh, about 1,300 uh, non-medical home care um, attendants that are in people's home, helping them with basic living skills, helping them get out of bed, brush their teeth, eat, also that they can remain there in their homes, again, as opposed to having to go into more congregate type settings. We have independent living programs, which include independent living classes. These are classes that help individuals uh, understand how to find their own voice and advocate on their own behalf. Um, we have a home modification program. We can go into people's homes, lower socioeconomic individuals with disabilities who perhaps have just uh, encountered a disability and maybe they're having some mobility issues and they now need uh, a grab bar. They need a ramp. We can go and facilitate getting them those types of uh, adaptive features in their home. We do advocacy. Uh, we do legislative advocacy on the state and the federal level. So we go and try and educate policymakers about different disability related uh, legislation. We have employment programs. We help people with disabilities gain employment, navigate their um, navigate their benefits. Uh, we have youth programming. And of course, we have an incredible 40,000 square foot uh, universally designed accessible sports and fitness center, which is really, really incredible where anybody can come and work out and create community, uh, whether you want to get, uh, you know, you just want to uh, have a workout or you're interested in being part of one of our adapted teams. Uh, that's the, the neatest place to go and, and to check out. I love that. <laughs> yeah. No, and because I was able to go in and tour the facility a couple months back and it is state of the art. I would encourage anyone to go tour the facility. And like you said, if you're in the neighborhood and want to pop by, regardless of disability or not, you can go in and grab a workout or play a game of basketball. The facility is unreal. Yes, it's incredible. It's been here for a little over 10 years. I can't take any credit for it. Because I've only been here a couple of years, um, but it really is a special place. In fact, there's uh, just a handful of facilities like it across the entire country. And certainly this is the only one in our region over here. So we're very privileged to have it. And we, you know, it's such an incredible place. You know, like I said, it's so much more than, uh, you know, fitness and sports. It's really about creating community. Um, which goes on there. And, and, you know, that's what we really appreciate and enjoy about it. Speak to the importance of community. And for folks that there's a million, right? It's a million folks in Phoenix that are living with a permanent disability. That's a seventh of the population. I'm not great at math, but I think that's about a seventh of the population. And so there's maybe more than what meets the eye. How does that sense of community really help to drive the individuals that are that are part of it? I think uh, the majority of, of the organizations that are in the disability field certainly um, are familiar with, uh, you know, the historical perspective of how, you know, people with disabilities have been disenfranchised over the years. Um, you know, you can start back where, you know, people with disabilities weren't allowed to go to public schools. Uh, people crazy with disabilities to me. weren't allowed to vote. People with disabilities weren't allowed to get married. Um, and they were really, uh, for the most part, individuals that had and were forced to live in the shadows. Now, fortunately, we've come a long way since then. 
Um, but we're really still trying to fight the idea that people with disabilities need to be um, in congregate type settings and taken care of. We really want to provide people with disabilities uh, with the tools so that they can be independent in the community alongside their typically abled peers and to be part of any community that they happen to be a part of, as opposed to, you know, yesteryear where people with disabilities from birth were oftentimes uh, regulated into uh, institutions and things like that. We're so glad that we've come so far, but we still have plenty far to go. What's your goal? What does five years from now look like? Because, you know, the time that folks with disabilities couldn't vote or get married was not that long ago, you know, and then we've made leaps and bounds, but what does the future look like for that? For right, in well, your eyes, at least. <laughs> right, right. Well, we're still fighting those. And that's why we try and, you know, do as best we can uh, to educate policymakers on different tools that we can exercise in order to increase independence of people with disabilities. One of the big ones going on right now is the laws and the policies around guardianship. Guardianship, many people with disabilities fall under guardianship, uh, but many actually perhaps don't need to have a guardian, but perhaps just need some support in their decision making. So this idea that as soon as a person with perhaps intellectual and developmental disabilities turns 18, that they need to be under guardianship is something that we're significantly challenging right now. Because once an individual is under guardianship, that is basically a process, a legal process, wherein their rights are taken away from them and provided to somebody on their behalf. Mm -hmm. And we find that, uh, you know, there's this misnomer out there that just because a person may have a disability, uh, that they, they can't make certain types of decisions. And we're pushing back against that and saying that, you know, just like anybody else, maybe people with disabilities in certain circumstances need a little support in making decisions, but that doesn't mean we have to take all their rights away. So we're looking at different bills. In fact, it's called uh, supported decision-making, which is an alternative to the kind of all-encompassing guardianship. And we're making great progress here in the state of Arizona. We've seen it uh, take hold in other states, and I think that's another great way um, from a legal perspective to help people with disabilities gain independence that perhaps they otherwise would not have. And you in this space understand that disabilities range, you know, there's such a vast range, you know, even different types of disabilities, intellectual, physical, do you find maybe at the policy level or we as a society kind of just group in group into disability when there's so many different needs and, you know, qualifications, really. Yeah, absolutely. So you're absolutely right. So there's a spectrum of disability, right? As you said, there's intellectual and developmental disabilities under which there's, you know, Down syndrome and autism and what have you. There's people with physical disabilities. There's people uh, with mental health uh, challenges that fall under the umbrella of disability. Um, and each one of those, just like anybody else, you know, have different needs and different uh, barriers, different challenges that need to be addressed. So you're absolutely right. So what I really appreciate is, you know, as you you visited our campus here, um, while we take Ability360, we're an organization that represents all individuals across the spectrum of disability. But as you said, there's certain types of, of needs out of certain groups of people with disabilities. So I'm glad that we have the opportunity here at Ability360. We actually rent office space out to other disability-related organizations that might have some specialties. So we'd like to think of this as kind of a one-stop shop for anybody with a disability or family members 
that are looking for supports and services. If we can't provide them necessarily at Ability360, we're confident and hopeful that at least one of the organizations within our building can help out. You touched on family, and I think that is so important in the treatment of of any individual with any circumstance is addressing the family unit. Can you speak to that importance? Because the the facility is open to the family, your programs are open to the entire family. How does that make a difference in the treatment and the, the progress that you might see? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can take things like the sports and fitness center where it's all inclusive. It's not a segregated environment where just people with disabilities can exercise. So as an example, you know, growing up, my brother has, in addition to some other challenges, some mobility issues. And one of the things that our physicians recommended was aquatic therapy. So when he was doing that, he would go to kind of a specialized place where Mm -hmm. people with disabilities would go to have aquatic therapy and such. And then my mom would have to go somewhere else to drop me off, you know, at an activity. We couldn't participate as a family or even, you know, as brothers in these different types of activities because they were specifically for people with disabilities. You know, and that, that takes away from a sense of, you know, siblings uh, who often do most things together, you know, just because a person has a disability doesn't mean that they should have one course and, and another sibling have another, but that's the way it was because there was no facility that was all inclusive so that we could have that experience. Now here at Ability360, the Sports and Fitness Center, if that was to happen now, you know, we have an inclusive swim team of individuals with disabilities and individuals without disabilities, all working together, creating community and becoming familiar with each other. And just lightening the load for parents too, because parents have so much on their plate, regardless. If you have one kid, if you have 12 kids, disability, no disability, it's so tough. So, you know, you're talking through the way that your mom would do drop off and then drop off. Exhausting. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, I think there's plenty of literature out there that that suggests or, or kind of cites, um, you know, being a parent's tough enough, but there are additional challenges and special considerations when raising a child with a disability. Mm-hmm. So I think providing inclusive environments where multiple siblings can can, you know, grow and interact with each other out in the community is that much more important. And Ability360 is also ran by folks with disabilities, correct? Or have some sort of uh, personal connection or a loved one with a disability. How do you see that that makes a difference in the way just that they're the empathy of the day-to-day life of those that they're working with? Right, absolutely. So that's one of the special things about all Centers for Independent Living is that uh, by law, 51% of our employees must be individuals with disabilities, and then 51% of our board must be people with disabilities. So, you know, what makes that so special is the things that we do here are influenced uh, by those that we serve. And the further away from, I think, you get, no matter what kind of service industry you might be in, Uh, human service industry you might be in, the further away you get from those you serve, the less you understand uh, their needs. Mm -hmm. So when we're building a program or or we're looking at, you know, what should we do with these dollars? um, It's important to have people with disabilities in the room influencing those decisions so that we're making sure that we're really addressing the significant needs of people with disabilities and not just uh, somebody else's perceptions of what they may need. So I think, you know, it's one of the things that makes Ability360 really, really special. And I know that you're so much more than the sports and fitness aspect, but something that was so intriguing to me were the, uh, the tournaments, the inclusive tournaments that you have. 
talk about just a few of those because people are traveling statewide, dare I say nationwide, to come be part of this. Yeah, we had some international teams come uh, and compete not too long ago. So people literally come from all over the world to compete and to train in our adaptive uh, sports tournaments. So we have wheelchair rugby, we have uh, wheelchair football, we have goalball for individuals who are blind and low uh, vision. Uh, we have so many different ways to compete, and these are high-level athletes. I mean, we have yes. Olympians come from all over the country, all over the world to train at our facilities. Um, and it's just exciting to be out there and watch just the high level of sportsmanship uh, and camaraderie and competitiveness that our teams have. And like you said, they travel all over the country uh, competing. I mean, we have folks competing pretty much year round, depending on the the different sports that we have going on. So it's an exciting thing to see. Uh, It's, uh, you know, exciting to watch uh, all our athletes practicing and, you know, just the the time and energy that's put in to be such a high level athlete. Um, I think it's great that we have uh, a facility that can facilitate that kind of training. Do you find that friendships are made and then taken outside of your facility? Yeah, absolutely. So we try and figure out, you know, I've had conversations about, you know, what is our sports and fitness center? Is it, is it a gym? Is it a community center? You know, what is it? And it really is kind of a combination of both. I mean, people go there, uh, I guess, for the purposes of exercising or, or training and things like that, but, um, you know, end up finding friends and building camaraderie uh, and building a sense of community that certainly, uh, uh, you know, exceeds just their time in the sports and fitness center. Another thing that's really neat is, you know, as you know, the sports and fitness center is right across the street from our main office. There are folks that go there uh, with disabilities that happen to, uh, you know, just going into workout, but we'll see, you know, the independent living classes that we have going on or the posters for them or the home modification programs that we have or the home care programs or the employment services that uh, that we have. So it really does bridge uh, what can be a gap between all the other services that we have and the sports and fitness center. So it's really great to see somebody come over and take advantage of, of the other side of Ability360 because they were drawn to the organization through the sports and fitness center or vice versa. Do you have a story of a life that you saw just totally change right in front of your eyes? I'll say one of the neatest things that I've seen, well, there's a couple things. Our home modification program is incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so unfortunate that individuals who have spent so much time in their home and their community might end up in a circumstance wherein they can't even navigate their own home because, you know, now they're in a wheelchair and they don't have a ramp or they don't have a roll-in shower or they don't have grab bars. I mean, we've heard uh, heart-wrenching stories of people who, because they couldn't get into their restrooms and to shower, they'd have to shower in the backyard with a hose. Yeah. You know, that we've come in and we've evaluated their situation. We've been able to provide them with a roll-in shower. And now, you know, they don't have the needs to, uh, they can have more independence to take showers and go to the restroom by themselves, whereas previously they needed assistance, uh, which can be very difficult. So, you know, seeing the transformations through um, our home modification programs are incredible. Helping individuals with disabilities uh, get employment is something that's really, really incredible. Speaking of, you know, going in for one thing and creating a community, you know, employment's just like that. People make so many friends and and find mm-hmm. so much purpose in, in their employment and what they do so much more than just a paycheck, although paycheck is incredible as well. It's <laughs> all forms. All forms, right. Uh, it's really incredible to be able to, to provide the supports and the skills to help people find 
that employment so that they can get out and be part of that part of their community, which is really awesome. You know, in the sports and fitness center, we have, uh, you know, youth uh, on our um, wheelchair basketball team and our amputee basketball team that grow up here in the Phoenix area, take advantage of our sports teams at uh, the sports and fitness center, and then go on to have athletic scholarships at universities all over the country, which is really, really special and cool to see. So, there's so many great stories that go on here. You know, I'm so happy to be a part of such an incredible organization with such a, a rich history of innovative, creative thinking about how to break down the barriers that oftentimes people with disabilities are facing. You touched on the employment side of it, but I was reading that, um, you know, it kind of the mindset of employers of hiring those with a disability is changing over time. And I have to assume that you guys are a huge part of that in that advocacy space and how those with disabilities, I don't want to misquote it, but those with disabilities actually make better employees are more loyal. Yeah. So, you know, there's a a misconception out there, unfortunately, that, you know, if you hire a person with disability, it's going to cost the company a lot of money and in uh, in different types of, of accommodations. And that's just, it's just blatantly research shows that that's just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, people with disabilities oftentimes have a lesser turnover rate when compared to their typically able peers. And they're incredible problem solvers. You know, I always think yeah. of it as, you know, the world wasn't built uh, for people with disabilities. I mean, there's challenges out there constantly. And one of the most incredible traits you could have an employee is critical thinking and problem solving. People with disabilities by necessity, oftentimes are just constant problem solvers because Mm -hmm. they're trying to navigate a world that frankly just wasn't built for them. So they have to be that much more creative, uh, and have to, you know, be that much more of critical thinkers in order to navigate that world. And those are skills that you can apply in the workplace, right. To make you an incredible, incredible employee. So, um, you know, we're happy to see, and, and, you know, obviously there's a huge wave as there should be of DEI plans, uh, the corporations and small businesses as well. And we want to try and help remind people that as you're going through trying to create as diverse and inclusive an environment as possible, not forget, not to forget people with disabilities in those uh, benchmarks and in those goals in terms of creating diversity. Mm -hmm. And how empowering too, to make your own paycheck and to shower yourself. You, you are really taking a holistic approach to it, which seems to be working really well after 40 years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in the advocacy space, what are some of those biggest challenges that you hope to continue tackling? And what are you focusing on this year? You touched on it a little bit earlier. Um, But what other challenges exist for those for that population and those that are living with disabilities? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I talked a little bit about our home care program. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that workforce has started to dwindle, not unlike a lot of different uh, workforces. So we're working with the legislature to try and increase reimbursement rates so that we make sure that those workers are compensated uh, what, the, what they deserve to be compensated. Unfortunately, uh, Medicaid despite how incredible it is in terms of providing long-term supports and services to people with disabilities, their reimbursement rates are extremely modest. Uh, So we're working with the state and the federal uh, government to increase 
uh, compensation for home care workers uh, and to figure out, you know, how we can best uh, compel people to get into that market. Because if there's no home care workers, uh, then people with disabilities are far more in jeopardy to having to move into nursing home type facilities, assisted living, more congregate type settings outside of the mainstream community. So we're looking at things like that. We're looking at, uh, you know, funding for public transportation. Transportation is a huge issue for people with disabilities and making sure that there's accessible, affordable uh, transportation, you know, is paramount to getting to their doctor's appointments and getting to their employers and to work and things like that. So we're trying to make sure that we have uh, an incredibly affordable and accessible transportation, public transportation system out there and that it's funded appropriately. Uh, housing is a huge, huge deal. That's, you know, just such a big deal in the Valley in general, yeah. but it's especially a big deal for people with disabilities, not only need affordable housing, but they need affordable, accessible housing. Mm-hmm. So we're it's working, expensive to build, which is, yeah, which it can be. Yeah. So we're looking into, you know, those things. So, you know, housing, transportation, tools for independence, uh, like alternatives to guardianship, uh, increased wages for home care workers. Those are some of our bigger topics. How can we as a society and we as fellow Phoenicians help you in those initiatives? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're always looking for great volunteers to come help us. We have so many events going on and so many activities. Um, We're happy to, uh, you know, uh, provide opportunities for volunteerism. We're always, you know, happy to uh, accept donations. You can get a lot of this information on our website, www.ability360.org. Um, those are just some of the ways that we invite the public to come by, have a tour of our facility, uh, and have a conversation with how you can be more involved with Ability360. And I echo that. I, I echo the come down and take a tour because I guarantee you won't leave like, okay, bye, thanks so much. Like You will be so wrapped into just all that you all have going on down there. And it's so moving to be there. So I echo that schedule a tour. Absolutely. Get out there. Um, and what else is on the horizon for you the rest of this year? Any, any uh, events that we can attend or um, even tournaments that are scheduled that we can get out and just see it in action? Yeah. So this might be a little different, but uh, we are uh, like different. Yeah. <laughs> we are we're looking into kind of what uh the whole e-gaming world is really interesting mm-hmm. and the involvement of people with disabilities. I just read a study recently that one in five or twenty percent of gamers are people with disabilities, which is really, really neat. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that may require adaptive uh controls and things like that. So we started looking into it. And in order to get a better idea of how popular it is, we decided to host our very first virtual e-gaming tournament cool. and playing the game Rocket League. Uh, I'm not a huge gamer myself, but it's extremely, extremely popular. Uh, it's called the Independence Day Cup is what we're naming the tournament. It's taking place on July 4th. It's free to play. You, it's a virtual tournament, so anybody can play anywhere that they are. Um, and we're excited about it. There's cash prizes, and we really want to... Uh, open this up and, and kind of see how prevalent is this kind of metaverse world and and e-gaming and e-tournaments to uh, the disability community and see what we can find. So we're excited about that. We encourage anybody who's interested uh, to participate to go to our website where you can get information about how to register. Awesome. That is so interesting. One in five. <laughs> yeah. 
that's a big population and and cool for you guys to jump in and be like yeah we want to be part of this this is something that we absolutely need to include just another area to be more inclusive yeah well thank you so much for your time today i really appreciate it and telling me a little bit more about the programs and the things that we can do to help and so thank you so much again ability360.org is that website Thank you so much, Jordan. All right. I want to give a very special thank you to my guests today. And I want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.